Maybe the hard things had never been difficult for Brum the way they'd been for Matthias. <laughs> Welcome to Two Mourners. One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And today we are going to go through chapters 31 through 35 of Lee Bardugo's Six, Six of, of Crows. Crows. Um, so... That was like a very intense um, quote, and also we left off kind of intense, and so we're a little... It's, it's an intense book, that and was... so we counterbalance that with a lot of laughter. Yeah. Uh, again, if we ever make any dark jokes or anything like that, that's that's how we cope. Mm-hmm. Not therapy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about dark humor is it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but... <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> no, truly, we're fine. <laughs> so, if we remember, um, chapter 30 left off um, with Lylan and Jesper kind of figuring out how to maneuver the locks to the mm-hmm. gate in the gatehouse. Yeah. They're trying to break the chain. Mm-hmm. And that you they're... can never break the chain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, we'll find out if they do or not. Well, <laughs> stay tuned, dear listeners. Um, and so that was chapter 30, and so now we're in chapter 31, and it's in Nina's point of view. So mm-hmm. right now, the points of view are really coming in handy because each of them have different tasks to complete. Yes. And so if we remember, Inej's last chapter, she was taken away because she was quote-unquote suspicious. Mm-hmm. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. But she was suspicious. She was. So she got pulled aside for questioning. Because she tripped a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, She did not listen to John Ralphio and Mona Lisa. No, which you gotta listen to them. Uh, They make all the right decisions. They have never done anything wrong. (laughs) I know this and I love you. (laughs) They made their money the old-fashioned way. Got run over by a Lexus. Anyway. (laughs) Um, oh, if y'all have, so good. have uh, listened before, I've mentioned I have a twin, and on our Instagram, <laughs> I said that I have a twin, so I have a twin brother, and I really would love for us to dress up like John Ralphio you and Mona need Lisa to for be Halloween. John Ralphio and Mona Lisa. I think you it'd do. be hilarious. So, it'd be funny. Anyway, back to the chapter. Um, <laughs> so chapter 31 is in Nina's point of view. Inez just got um, sequestered off uh, to be questioned, because uh, mm-hmm. she was suspicious. Um, and so it's 9.30 now, so nine bells and half chime. And so uh, right now Nina looked back at Inej one more time before Inej was dragged away. And she was trying to convince herself that Inej would be okay, not mm-hmm. really to any success. Yeah. Um, and she thought to herself that there's nothing she could do for her now without completely destroying the plan. Because if mm-hmm. she had gone back and tried to help Inej, then it risks everyone else being caught. Yeah. And so if she had to keep moving otherwise, um, they would stop her as well. Because they knew that uh, Nina and Inej went up to the guard together. So if she had paused, they might have also taken Nina to be questioned, um, to be suspicious. So she mm-hmm. thought that the best thing to do was for her to get out of there. Which it was. Um, it was, but she's still kind of like, oh. Yeah, which, I mean, that's fair. She just saw her friend being taken away. Yeah. Um, she's has more composure than I would. I would definitely be freaking out. <laughs> Um, and so she makes her way through the crowd and onto the glass bridge, um, noting that it must have been built by a fabricator because there's no way it's that like, this glass... It's like impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so the Fjordans are hypocrites. 
Um, who shot? Not me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthias is the only one who shot. Matthias me. is like, what? <laughs> it's like, what's, what's that movie with Stanley Tucci where they have the adopted <laughs> kid? It's Easy A. Where he's like, yes. Who, who told, told you? you? <laughs> That's Matthias. That's Matthias. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but he's like, no one told me. <laughs> um, I love him. <laughs> and so once on the other side of the bridge, she's able to breathe a little bit easier because the bridge again is glass. And so she feels like she's floating on air. She can't really see where she's walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of thinks to herself, Oh, there's less security here. But then she remembers something that Matthias told her and that there was actually more security in this part of the ice court. It just wasn't as visible. So she mm-hmm. looked around and wondered, who in the crowd was actually a guard. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the fact that you're alive is a miracle. Because they're all so stupid. Alive. That would be enough. Honestly, that's kind of all they want at this honestly, point. Honestly, though. So, honestly. Hamilton, Six of Crows, crossover? C- question mark? Hmm? Um, we've actually quoted Hamilton quite a quite bit. Quite a bit. Hamilton and Shrek, I think, are our top two Hamilton, most quoted. Shrek. Grishaverse, all the same. <laughs> Make it happen. There's, there's that Venn diagram definitely has some overlap. The Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> don't think this one's a circle. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No, I don't want to take away the hard work of, of these authors. Um, just, it's just a joke. <laughs> um, so Nina is is across the bridge and is wondering who all is security um, and. The crowd enter, so she's walking in in a group of people because remember it's Ring Scala and there's a whole bunch of people at the ice court. Yep. And so the crowd entered the palace ballroom that is also white and pristine like the rest of the ice court. Mm-hmm. And as they go in, the clock chimes ten bells, and mm. um, she kind of panics because she thinks, "Oh, it took me too long to get across the bridge." And she knows that she has to get her get a better view of the room so she can kind of stake out her plan. Yep. Um, and as she makes her way up the staircase, she sees Kaz and Matthias in the room as well. And she makes eye contact with Matthias, but can't really read his expression. But she doesn't want to go up to them. She doesn't want to give him a nod because someone could be watching yeah. them. And remember, Kaz and Matthias are in Driscilla uniforms. Yes. And so she's kind of like, Ugh. it gives her the ick. Yeah. Well, because she knows Matthias mm-hmm. as kind of multiple different people. Because yes. he, he's going through a journey. Um, he is. He's going through a deconstruction journey mm-hmm. of his own. But seeing him in the, the Driscala uniform kind of freaks her out a bit because it takes her back to when he captured her. Yeah. And I will say, this is not Stockholm Syndrome. No, 100% no, 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 no. it's not. I just want to make that very it's, clear. It's like 3 trillion percent not. Yeah. They, they're just so in love. Um, so anyway, they don't <laughs> They don't even nod um, or acknowledge each other. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, she makes her way up to the second floor balcony to study everyone in the room. And she says that she, or she's thinking that she learned this trick from Zoya Nazielinski, um, who, once we get to the later uh, Shadow and Bone books, um, mm-hmm. she has a lot of character growth. Yeah. Which is one thing Lee Bardugo does really well, is that yes. the, the villains are villains, but the characters who are not the protagonists and have mm-hmm. flaws have a lot of growth. Yeah. I would agree. Like, mm-hmm. other than the big bads, mm-hmm. like, everyone else is very gray, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of development. Yeah. 
Um, so she's looking, uh, studying the people uh, in the room and where they're going, and she knows the queen and the royalty in the room, but doesn't think that they're going to help her or they're even going to know where Bo Yul Bayer is. Mm-hmm. But then she spots people in military clothes and knows that someone there has to know where he is. Yep. And so as she is thinking of a plan, a man comes up next to her, startles her, and propositions her. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Lots of stars out tonight. <laughs> he's gross. He's uh, gross. Like, I understand that she's supposed to be with the menagerie, and they know that she is... That's why the girls are there from yeah. the menagerie. But it's still gross. It's still icky. Like... Because he's even like, yeah, there's some rooms reserved for this express purpose. And also remember that the like, Duskela and the Fierdens are supposed to be pious. So pious. Yeah. Hypocrites. So hypocrites. Hypocrites all around. All around. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he does that, and she immediately just uses her powers to knock him out. Yes. Um, and you she, go. Yeah, good for her. And she blames it on um, him having too much to drink when mm-hmm. some people walk by and ask like, her, oh, what drunk. happened? She's like, oh my gosh, it's a party. It's a ranger. He's, he's had a little too much to drink. Um, but she knocked him out. So good for her. Um, and... Uh, so she makes her way back down the stairs. She kind of just pushes him to the side. Um, makes mm-hmm. her way back down the stairs to the group of the military men. And she is looking at the different men there, trying to find one who would know where Bo Yul Bayer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she finds uh, one of them has a whole bunch of medals, so a highly decorated military man, and he's the one to target. And so yep. she grabs a glass of champagne and purposefully steps into... Um, the pathway of one of the military men walking um, and she mm-hmm. exaggerates and almost falls and she spills oh. champagne her champ- she ugh. what she <laughs> <laughs> having a stroke she no. spills her champagne uh-huh. um, and is kind of like oh my gosh I I'm oh. so clumsy oh, oh and she wasn't actually going to fall but she makes no. a big deal out of it like a Victorian woman you know yes the like, fainting couches oh, oh, I have to restore my airs <laughs> take me to the sea <laughs> to get please. well <laughs> please um, let's bring that back um okay <laughs> but but so uh, my husband and I toured this winery slash like old plantation truthfully and they were really like transparent about that history uh, while we were in nashville and one of the ladies of the house had horrible asthma and her doctor was like you know what you need you need to smoke cigarettes every day (laughs) you need to do rigorous cardiac exercise and you need to vacation in high altitude places and so she died like five years (laughs) after that because you're not supposed to do any of that with asthma Doctors were really just like, <laughs> like you have headaches, you want some meth, <laughs> you well, want that, some opium. But they were like, oh, headaches, lobotomy, right? <laughs> brain can't hurt if there's no brain. <laughs> honestly, doctors were out here just playing God. They were honestly just, what happens if I do this? <laughs> Ridiculous. Let's try again. But she literally was like, I have trouble breathing, and he was like, dang, you better light up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so, back to the book. <laughs> All of that to say, she was not really going to faint, but she was playing yeah. it up. She was, like, about to fall, and as she f- stumbles, 
there are multiple men there ready to catch her before mm-hmm. she falls. And she's so gracious and saying, oh, thank you so much. I didn't see it's my fault. Um, and the general that she is trying to kind of hook, line, and sink her um, mm-hmm. tells the guard who, who hit her, oh my gosh, you're such an you idiot. idiot. Like, you almost made her fall. How could you? And remember, Nina's mm-hmm. wearing a skin-tight. Indecent. <laughs> yes, skin tight dress. Unless you want to wear it, good. Yes, for you. yes. But she's... to the feardens, indecent. Yeah, and it's also too small for her. Yeah. so it's like low cut, super tight. tight, high slit, nothing to the imagination. And so, of course, she's sitting here crying in her prom dress. Yes, um, what's left of her prom prom dress? Honestly, <laughs> and uh, he tells the general tells the guard who ran into her or that she ran into, um, to go get her some more champagne, and it's, like, gross, because he's, like, this old man, who's highly been, decorated. Been in his cups, too. Mm-hmm. He's, like, kind of inebriated himself. Yeah. And so, she's speaking in Kirch, um, because remember, she's supposed to be from Kirch, and trying to play it up, um... And the general tells her that he thinks it might be best to get her off her feet. Very quick. Very, very quick. Such a proposition. And she's like, um, <laughs> that was a little, little mm-hmm. more than I thought you were going to say. Um, but before there's like any more back and forth, a voice from behind her <laughs> says, and I quote, uh, to the general, he says, really, General Eklund, the best way to garner a woman's goodwill is not to tell her she looks sickly. And he's like, ah, you right, boss. And she turns around. And mm. it's Jarl Brum. Who we, she thought died in the shipwreck. Mm-hmm. She thought that she and Matthias were the only survivors. Which, we don't know what happened in Brum. No. I don't know how he got off. Honestly, he probably used some Grisha. He honestly probably... Maybe he used Grisha. Mm. Mm. self-hate maybe internalized mm. hate um i wouldn't be surprised but he's alive and so yes. she is she's a like, gog aghast to even. see him um <sighs> we might say that too much if y'all are tired of hearing that let us that's know that's too bad <laughs> <laughs> um so Ugh. she thought that he had died uh, and remember, he's the like the witch hunter general mm-hmm. like the biggest of the biggest like the baddest of the bad like pro witch hunter like head of the Driscillid and Matthias's surrogate father Mm -hmm. so if you I mean I would say we could probably akin the Fjordans to like Nazi oh yeah Um, in our last episode I was like it's it's giving Third Reich yes like it really is um and it is really good good symbolism to that mm -hmm. um but if you think Brum is like Hitler basically Mm -hmm. yeah he makes every so some of the policies were in place before he was in power, but he amplifies it and mm-hmm. makes the torture and hatred so much worse. And yes. makes it almost a game, a pr- like a prize to be hunted. Yes. And we're going to see more in, in this episode of how he did that. Ugh. But it's nasty. And she thought he he was dead. Like, that was her consolation of, well, as if this happened to me, as long it's fine because I got to meet Matthias and because Brum is dead mm-hmm. and he's alive. Well, now it's well. If this happened to me, at least I met Matthias, right? So we are now. She she was two for two. We are now one for two. <laughs> um. So not great. Not great. And that is the end of chapter thirty one. 
So chapter 32 is in Jesper's point of view, and Jesper and Wylan have been working at breaking the steel chain that is keeping the gate together. Um, and they were kind of worried that they were going to work through it too quickly because uh, Jesper had to use his powers as a fabricator to weaken the steel, mm-hmm. and then Wylan was going to use the shears that he had mm-hmm. taken from um, the laundry to break it. Um, but the steel was a lot stronger than they had anticipated Mm -hmm. and it's taking them a lot more time than they thought it was going to so they're kind of freaking out a little bit jesper is panicking so he was all adrenaline rush um excited in the last chapter like i was alive and now he's like literally getting a migraine yeah (laughs) (laughs) um because again he has not used his powers he seldom uses his powers Mm -hmm. and he has had to do it multiple times in this one day and so it's such a contrast from Mm -hmm. alina and shadow and bone where she's like she feels healthy for the first time in her life Mm -hmm. jesper's using his abilities and he's like this is like the worst hangover i want to die this sucks well because his i think his well they all do require concentration Mm -hmm. but he hasn't really his is like using using (laughs) a muscle that you haven't developed because yeah. Alina had Bagra to help her mm-hmm. kind He's of figuring it build out by it himself. Up. This is a te- he te- has DIY. He has pushed it down and down because mm-hmm. his Kalish slash Irish father was like, I'll just bury it all here in my core and then one day I'll die. And that was him with his powers. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's straining him because he's not used to it. This is like, he, he hasn't even watched a YouTube video on how to do no, it. No, he so. doesn't even have time to be like, hey Siri. <laughs> hey Siri, how do I, how do, my I do this? Uh, he's just like, well. It's all, I think this is what I do. It's all intuition. Uh-huh. And so um, they are working really, they're working as quickly as they can to try and break the steel chain. Um, and uh, they eventually, um, uh, well, okay, sorry, lost my place. So Jesper is trying to, again, weaken the steel and Wylan is hacking at the chain with the shears that he has and he Mm -hmm. has his hands are bleeding because he has blisters because he's they've been going at it for like 45 minutes at this point yeah um and uh then oh my gosh what the heck okay um Oh, and then Wylan brings up how much Jesper loves guns. Yeah. And we get a little bit more of a backstory. It's because Jesper is so tired of doing this. He's like, mm-hmm. let's just open the gate and we'll yeah. just shoot it until it falls down. Mm-hmm. And Wylan's like, that's dumb. Why is your solution always shoot at it? And so they start talking about that. Mm-hmm. There I go. Sorry. You're I good. can't read. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we find that Jesper back in Nova Ziem, uh, or, yeah, knows them where mm-hmm. he's from. He worked with a fabricator who was a gunsmith. Um, mm-hmm. And they had some pretty inventive ideas. They did I was some, thinking, some cool things. I was thinking, like, Gale from Hunger Games. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what Honestly, it yeah. Um, maybe it was. <laughs> huh. I mean, he had to do something. Um, and uh, then uh, Jesper tell, calls Wylan a merchling again, and Wylan is finally growing a backbone. He is, like, not having it anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, my name is Wyland. Uh, Wylan. Not, there's no <laughs> there's D. There's no D. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my name is Wylan. Um, but you're right. I don't, I shouldn't criticize you. And Jesper's kind of like, don't. It's like, oh, don't this do is dangerous. That. No, no, no. You agree with me. I might, don't agree with me. I might fall in love with you. <laughs> Except he doesn't say that. No, but that's He's the just idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and so he's like, don't agree with me. And, um, uh, Wyland says that he doesn't, I I know, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, that he doesn't like the idea of killing people. And Jesper says that he doesn't like killing people. It's just kind of a side effect of using guns. Yeah. He's like, I like guns. I like to shoot at stuff. I don't necessarily like to shoot at people. Yeah. And so, uh, Jesper kind of goes back at him saying, well, you make bombs, so you have no right to judge me yeah. for using guns. And Wyland's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're right. But he's like, um, I don't even like chemistry. He's like, I don't like chemistry. And then Jesper asks him what he does like, and he says, quote, music, <sighs> numbers, equations, they're not like words. They they don't get mixed up. So we get a little bit of a sprinkling for <sighs> Crooked Kingdom there. Ugh. We'll find out. Incredible. Um, incredible. And then Jesper says... You're fishing, bud. You're fishing. <laughs> Jesper says... I'm drawing a fishing pole <laughs> right now. Jesper tells Wyland, quote, if only you could talk to girls in equations. And he's met with silence. And Wyland <laughs> comes back with... Just girls? Just girls. And no, Jesper is like, no, not just girls. Um, and kind of is holding back a smile. And then he's really <laughs> like, man, it really is sad that we're probably all gonna die. Yeah. Because... <laughs> And now it's kind of clear that they do like each That they have been flirting, like, feeling each other out. Mm-hmm. All this back and forth has been a dance with them getting closer and closer mm-hmm. together. And now we get confirmation that Jesper likes girls and boys, and Wyland presumably only likes boys. That's kind of the sense I got from That's this also exchange. Um, and so they, uh, they both probably maybe sort of have feelings for each other i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe it's an admission of like if we live past tonight maybe there's something here yeah well spoiler they will live past tonight. <laughs> jordan that's fine for them <laughs> there's another book <laughs> yeah there's a whole other book um and so uh they go back to working on on the chain and um they uh and then it's 11 o'clock it is 11 o'clock. The, the elder clock is chiming and they're waiting because they know that they their goal is to get this done at 11. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get it and they're prepared for the bells of black protocol and they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and it doesn't break. <laughs> yes. It's like, um, come on. And they're, they, it's almost like a, um, like a clock. What is it? You know what I'm? The gear, like the gears. gears. Yeah, it's the, like a winch. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, it's described as a winch. I didn't, I couldn't quite picture it. I'm not going to lie. These next few chapters, it was a little bit difficult some, for me. Some technical mm-hmm. stuff. To picture. And so I'm excited to see how it plays out in season two. So apologies if these next few chapters are a little convoluted in my descriptions of exactly mm-hmm. what is happening around them because I was a little confused. That's the winch. There you go. Oh, yeah. Jordan drew it. Um, so good job. Um, so they're both, um, turning the mm-hmm. wheels, knobs of, of yeah. the winch and they're expecting it to break and the chain doesn't break. It's like, they're like oh no, this is our only job. Oh, oh no, bro. <laughs> um, and so they keep trying to work at it. And eventually, Jesper grabbed one side of the chain and was just dangling from it. So Wyland grabbed the other one. Mm -hmm. And they're just hanging out, Mm -hmm. literally, um, trying to not panic, waiting for the guards to come in because they know something's going to happen. And then finally, the link snapped. So the chain Mm -hmm. broke. 
Um, and the uh, winch handle started spinning, so like unraveling, so the yep. gate would close. Um, and as as that happens, they're excited for a second, but they know that uh, Wyland still has work to do because remember he's gonna like put a little mm-hmm. little surprise a bit of Monica in, <laughs> um, in the gate. And so Jesper picks up his rifle mm-hmm. and is ready to like shoot at anyone who comes in the room because the room isn't locked. It's not secure. They haven't had anyone walk by. Yep. And so he's ready. Um, they're prepared. Yes. Not really for anything. No. Um, but in their minds, they're prepared. And that is the end of chapter 32. So these are short chapters. They're very choppy because everything. So we haven't been talking about the timestamps at the beginning of the chapters because time moves forward in each chapter. But it's so that you know that all these things are happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So in this next chapter, it's in Inej's point of view, and we're still at ten thirty. Whereas in Jesper's point of view, we just ended probably like eleven fifteen is when it ended, but it started at ten fifteen or ten. No, it start. It started at ten thirty. Yeah, ten thirty. Um. At, no, I think it ended at 11, because that's mm-hmm. when the bells were chiming. So, Maybe like Jesper's chapter takes, yeah, just after 11, <laughs> and Inez's chapter is back at 10.30. So, all of this is happening in tandem. Yes. And so, chapter 33, Inez's point of view, mm-hmm. and she's walking with the guards, who, because remember, she was pulled out because she was suspicious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she was suspicious. She was suspicious. Um, and so some of the people that she's standing with are complaining about how long they have to wait, that mm-hmm. they're guests at the ice court and they shouldn't be subjected to this. Mm-hmm. And Inej is just waiting there, um, planning out what she's going to do. But then she hears the bell chime 1030 or mm-hmm. 10, um, three quarters. So 1045. Ooh. And so she's been standing there for at least 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I have I have to make this by 11 bells. Mm-hmm. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> um, and so Inej kind of works up the courage to tell the guards that she's had enough and mm-hmm. that they need to take them to the checkpoint or let them go because this is ridiculous and they've been waiting that long. Right. And the guards are like, you have no authority to do that. Um, if, yes. <laughs> If we take you out, you're not going to come back It's like, in. oh, we'll take you out, mm-hmm. but that's going to be the end of your night. Mm-hmm. And when they say that, um, as they're about to take her, a voice comes through the room, and uh, is someone yelling, stop, you there, I said stop. And Inez, she smells her first. Yeah, and Ugh. it's Tanta Helene. Disgusting. Ugh. Um, Disgusting. And I hate that they call her Tanta, because we're here approaching the Yuletide, and I always think of Santa Claus is coming to town because, like, the mom, like, the, oh. the Rankin Bass, she's Tonta Kringle. Oh, gosh, dang And that's why they call her, I think that's just, like, a Germanic kind of, like, auntie, yeah. but it's still, like... I don't like it. Don't associate that with Helene. I love Tonta Kringle. Um, Little redhead Santa Claus. Yeah. And so Tonta Helene comes up, and the guards tell her that... Um, Inej will be returned to her later once her papers have been sorted through and Helene tells them that she is not, not my girl her girl that she's belongs to Kaz of Brucker and that they're here yeah. causing trouble she doesn't know where her girl is and blah 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 um, and how dare she pretend mm-hmm. to be part of the menagerie and to betray her after everything that she's done for her Golly. gross Disgusting. which the only thing that Tanta Helene has done for her is buy her traumatize her traumatize her and participate in human trafficking yeah 
So, not good. Disgusting. And so when Inez sees her, she begins to panic because Helene is, like, her ultimate villain. Yes. Um, and so she can't really talk. She can't really breathe. But then Helene grabs Inez and asks her where her girl is, the one that she and Nina had um, knocked the out. The one who's chilling in a wardrobe right yeah. now. Honestly, that's probably what's best for her. Honestly. <laughs> um, and Inez looks at where Helene is grabbing her. Um, mm-hmm. But she has this newfound self this newfound um perception of herself yes Yes. and so she's thinking to herself no 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 no. i can do this i i can take her like she's nothing um and so this moment oh my gosh i almost picked a quote from this paragraph it's here but i decided not to but it's so good so inej grabs helene's wrists that are holding her and twists them um and so Helene, who was not expecting that because she's always had control over Inej, um, mm-hmm. kind of falls to her knees and mm-hmm. is crying. She's like, <laughs> Ew. oh my gosh, bitch. Um, <laughs> and uh, then she grabs Inej, or uh, Inej grabs Helene's throat. throat and starts choking and her. She's like, I killed your girl. She's better off now than she was with you, which we know she didn't. Yeah, but she, she didn't doesn't do that. know that. But I kind of hope that Helene believes that so that girl is free. I think she probably does. I think that was, like, what Inej was kind of doing was Mm -hmm. giving that girl her freedom. Yeah. Something that no one could do for her, she's now doing it for them. And so she's choking Helene, and then the guards pull her back. Mm -hmm. um, And as they pull her back, Inej is thinking, oh, my God, I did it. I did that. I almost read this quote at the beginning where she – this is a quote from the book where Inej is thinking to herself – I could have killed her. I felt her pulse beneath my palm. I should have killed her. That's the most power that she has ever felt. And we know that Inej feels guilt with every life that she takes. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the show, I thought it was interesting they made her... Yeah. Like, the first person that she killed was to protect Kaz. Yeah. Um, Which I think they they did that to show their relationship. Yeah. The way it couldn't be portrayed on screen, but it was in the book. Exactly. And Edge also had a really badass line with that because she wasn't gonna like or the second the second person she oh, killed in the yeah. show when she had stabbed her and she's like if you get yourself to a healer with that knife in you then you'll probably live and that Grisha's being so like racist yeah she goes okay then I'll take my knife back yeah I was like oh go oh that was a good one it was so good if if the person just hadn't been racist and Edge would have been like. Go find a healer. Right. But she's like, you know what? Bigotry? No place? (laughs) I'll take it back. I can excuse racism, but I draw the line. (laughs) You can excuse racism. We do not excuse racism. We do not excuse racism. That is a a quote quote from community. Yes, that's a quote. Um, But that was awesome in the show. Uh, Yeah, it was so good. I need to watch the show again. Oh, I know. Now that I'm like rereading Six of Crows, I like need to I know, it's like we rewatched it when we did... Um, Shadow Shadow Bone. Bone. <laughs> I need to rewatch it again. Probably will. Because we're waiting for season we two. We have no more content and only one teaser for season two. And so, if anyone listening has any ideas, any spoilers, anything about season two, any anonymous notes you want to drop in our mailbox? Anyone who um, worked on the show, anyone who's part of the cast, anyone who has some insight, please, we'll only it's, tell each it's, other. It's, it's true. We share the email account. We promise. So. And we both check it multiple times a day. Yeah. And so if someone emailed us, immediately we would text each other and be like, oh my gosh. And we wouldn't tell anyone else. And that's it. 
So just let us know. Thank you, Spirit. Um, anyway, Inej um, <laughs> just had Tantalune's life in her hands, mm-hmm. um, and the guards pulled her back. And Helene is yelling, Brecker has to be here. If she's here, she would have been a little bitch. Like, yeah. she's not by herself. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tante Helene has always had the upper hand when it comes uh-huh. to pretty much anyone. Everything. Yeah. Um, this is the first time that she's been vested. Um, and then Black Protocol. Yeah. So it's 11 o'clock. And so it's 11 o'clock now, and the bells start sounding, and the guards are kind of shocked. They don't know what to do. They never thought that they would really have to actually act on Black Protocol. Yeah. Um, and so they, um, some guards are running to, like, their stances, and so one guard grabs her by the silk of her cape, which is gross, mm-hmm. and um, yells at her in Kirch. And she's like, I'm not going to talk. Yep. Um, and he tells her, oh, they will. You will. Um, and then Helene is laughing at her, saying... Quote, I'll see you hanged and Brucker too. Because um, she thinks that she has the she upper hand again. Yep. That, oh, it was just a moment. Well, um, and then one of the guards says that the bridge is closed, that no one can leave. Um, and so they take the guard, or the guards take Inej through the courtyard, um, through, uh, th- like, through the crowd. Yeah, basically um, just trying to get her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just are kind of like dragging her along and uh, I have in my notes on my book Mm -hmm. written bitch right here (laughs) because Helene tells her quote I told you you wear you'd wear my silks again little lynx and she's laughing as they're as they're Mm -hmm. pulling her away which she's the worst she's awful Mm mm-hmm um, and as she walks away and the gates, like, close behind her, she swears, Inej swears that she can still hear Helene's laugh. Ugh. She's awful. Again, Libra did a really good job of writing villains. And the thing is, I was so mad at Helene in this series, like, this section, mm-hmm. that some things that we'll get to later, I did not even realize. Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally when we get... get to those things, like when I got to those when I was reading this the first time, I had to go back mm-hmm. and read again, and I was like, "Oh!" I like gas audibly gasped yes. out loud at multiple points, like in these next few chapters. Yes. So, um, so we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Just a little teaser there for you, <laughs> keep you on the hook. And so, chapter thirty-four is in Nina's point of view, and again, the chapter starts at ten bells and half 10:30. chime. Um, there we go. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> We should edit that back so Just every everyone it's thirty all the time. Um, and so Nina's point of view. And so remember, she just found out that Brum is alive. And he's right next to her. He's literally right behind her. It's like it's like An- what's your name, Angela and Dwight? Oh yeah, it's like she's <laughs> like, right first. Like can't say that word. Um, <laughs> bleep it. <laughs> I did bleep a word in the last episode. I've saved a bleep noise. Um, and so Nina is internally panicking, but hoping that it doesn't show. She wonders if Brum recognizes her, that he looks mm. the same as he did. But um, she's thinking that there's no way that he recognizes her because Matthias had taken her to the bottom of the Druskela ship mm-hmm. and there were other Grisha there and it was in the bottom of a ship so it was dark and she was... She was filthy mm-hmm. and scared. And... and she has a different hair color now. Mm-hmm. Like, she she's dressed 
I mean, barely, but yeah. she's she's not in dirty clothes. She's in, like, a gown. Like, the context is mm-hmm. totally different. Completely different. So, she's thinking, there's no way. And if he if he knew, he he would know. Like, he, he would recognize me. She, she he would say something. To tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she also kind of hoped that Inej was correct and that the men would just see a red-headed Kalish um, with... A mm-hmm. low neckline, which is gross. Objectification yeah. of women. She's gross. like using it to her advantage, mm-hmm. but it's so icky. Um, and so she curtsies to Brum, and uh, he like <laughs> he like looks <laughs> over her. He like eats her up with his eyes. The men are disgusting. So um, gross. Ick. Uh, and so he tells he's speaking to her um, in Kirch, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and asks that sh- if she's from the House of Exotics um, and says a line in Kalish. So luckily, Nina knows Kalish and Kirch. Yeah. Um, and so she responds um, and tells him that he can call her whatever he wants. Uh, and he tries to kind of trick her, saying that I thought the girls from the menagerie wore this. Mm-hmm. And so she plays it off, still flirting, kind of. Um, like, oh, one of the other girls messed it up. She was jealous. Yeah. And so he kind of comes back with, oh, we should punish her for it. (laughs) How are you going to punish her? It's so nasty. It's gross. And then he's, I have this bracketed Uh because I was like, this is disgusting. He tells her, quote, were you my prisoner? I'd make it my business to learn your likes and dislikes and your fears, of course. gross um and she tells him that she's fearless and Mm -hmm. he's uh kind of doesn't believe her again he's as the commander of the druskela um and a Uh a feared in through and through he sees women as just nothing yeah really um and so he tells her that he'd like to know all her secrets um and then she brings up Rabka, mm-hmm. um, trying to see what he knows. And she's tells him that she's always wanted to see a Grisha. Like, can you imagine what that would be like? And she can see the disgust on his face. Um, mm-hmm. And he tells her it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's fine. It's not cool. And she plays it off saying that, oh, well, he's a Druskela, right? I, I can tell no, by his she's uniform. Like, he's a, you're a... A, a Druskelly, like, yeah. pretending like she doesn't know how to say the word. <laughs> a Drukel. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just a dickhead, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant Oh Druskella. my gosh, I don't speak Fearden. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and he's so, like, I'm the dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her that he's the commander. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she feigns surprise. <gasps> And, oh my goodness, like, you're so big and strong. Basically. And you must have gotten so many Grisha. Um, and he tells her that fighting with Grisha is not an honor, that they're not even human, that they're creatures, and that he would rather mm-hmm. fight a hundred men who have honor than fighting a Grisha. Whatever. Look, he's gotten a lot of Grisha, but, like, you know... I think he wants powers. He, I, think, I think some of this is, like, jealousy. I really think know? so. It's, like, internalized. Like, why aren't yeah. I a Grisha? Um, but that's just us maybe reading into it a little bit. 
That's the point of a book club. You read so. it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Um, and so he asks her, he, he kind of, again, is testing her a little bit, saying that there, mm-hmm. there is Grisha and Kirch, so why hasn't she seen one? And she says that, oh, well, she's never seen one. Like, she hasn't been able to, and she knows that, um, you know, with their powers, it's, it's a little scary, but it's still thrilling. Um, and so he kind of hesitates and is going within himself, wondering mm-hmm. what he should do. Um, and then he, um, he asked her if she would like to see a Grisha that night. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're kidding. Like, stop teasing. Um, and so he takes her. Yeah. He, like, leads her out of the room. Um, and <laughs> this is, again, so gross. It's so nasty. He, like, she puts his arm in his arm and he pats her arm and says, good, good girl. girl. She's like, Ugh. she's like, I'm going to give you an, yeah, a non-consensual a, vasectomy. <laughs> she's, she wants to gag. I want to gag. Jordan wants it's to gag. It's nastiness all around. It's gross. Brum is icky. icky. Um, we're back to the ick. A big ick. Yeah. The entirety of Brum's existence is an ick. Is an ick. Um, so, uh, he, like. Leads her out of the ballroom, um, mm-hmm. into a terrace area, and it, there's a whole bunch of of wolf sculptures. Because remember, mm-hmm. the wolves are sacred to them. Um, but I'm just thinking, like a whole bunch of like puppy puppy statues, right? <laughs> just good boys in various states of play. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is it though. It really kind of is, <laughs> which is funny. Um, and so. <laughs> But she goes with him because she knows that Brum, as the commander of the Driskela, knows where Bo Yulbayer is. And so she's thinking that if he's going to show me where the Grisha are, like, we have to get there. And so mm-hmm. um, he leads her kind of to the courtyard where the ash tree is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, she sees it. And around the courtyard that they're in is surrounded on both sides by... Um, arches and that uh if she's thinking okay because remember she's a soldier so she's taking in her surroundings trying to figure out where she is and so if she's correct they're going to be close to the treasury mm-hmm. which is where they presumably are keeping bo yul by her yep and so he's leading her but turns her um around they don't go straight to where the treasury is so she was kind of oh that's weird mm. um and then she sees some people um that are close to the tree wearing hooded black coats. And their Ku Klux Klan robes. Yeah, so these are black. But it's the same. It is. Pretzels is the same. Yeah, it is. Um, but just want to make that distinction. Yes. I mean, I mean, maybe it's so they can be seen because everything else at the ice court is white. Oh, that's, so, a, that's a good thought. Yeah. Um, and so she asks, who are they? Even though she knows. Mm-hmm. She's, she's not dumb. And he tells her that they're the Druskela and that this is their initiation. And it's the the new one, so that's why he's not with them. Because um, he's the commander. Yeah, and for him. Yeah, and then he, like, puts on his big, big britches and says that <laughs> it's so honorable and all the Druskela <laughs> had to go through it. And, and she's thinking to herself, dumbass, um, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what she's basically. That's what it boils down to. 
Um, She's like, I hate you. I want to kill you. Yeah. And so it's funny because in the book, anytime Brahm is like telling her something about this um, ceremony or ring scala, she -hmm. has a witty comeback in her thoughts. um, And most of them uh, wish harm on 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 Brahm or think about the harm that he has inflicted on on her people, uh, the Grisha. And um, he tells her that people forget that it's a holy night and uh, that they think it's just a big party and people mm-hmm. drink and dance and fornicate, which is interesting because he's like he's with literally esc- escorting who he thinks is a prostitute. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's interesting. That's so weird. And she kind of tries to play it off saying, mm-hmm. oh, but like, is that really bad? Um, and he tells her, quote, not in moderation, um, which the Fjordans just are gross. Um, (laughs) and so, um, she is looking at Brum trying to play nice because this is her biggest enemy. It's who who she is prepared to fight. Everything is on the line right Mm -hmm. now. Um, and she is thinking that she didn't just blame him for everything he had done to the people of Ravka, to Grisha, but she mm-hmm. blamed him for Matthias, um, for what he had done to Matthias because mm-hmm. he took this little boy, because remember, Brum is like a second dad to him after his family was killed. Yeah. And he took this little boy who, um, had kind of hope and just... Yeah molded him into a soldier just radicalized him mm-hmm. indoctrinated and him there you go that's the word um and so she just feels nothing but hate towards well, Brian. and it's exactly like Cass said he's like matthias is so decent mm-hmm. he's a good person and brum kind of stamped that out and molded it into what was good for him mm-hmm. and for ferida and so she's realizing she hates him not just for that, but for, but for what he did what to Matthias mm-hmm. personally. Um, and so they reached the other side of the courtyard, and she realized that Brum had not taken her by the ash tree that he took her around because she's not good enough to like go by the ash tree that's sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asks him where they're going, and he tells her the treasury, and she again kind of feigns. Um, surprise! Like, oh, are you gonna get me jewels? Because mm-hmm. no one should, no one would think that the cells are actually in the treasury. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he um tells her, oh well, like if you want jewels, I'll get you. Mm-hmm. I again wrote in my notes, gag, ick, <laughs> big ick. Uh, and so as they're going there, she's wondering, could Boyle by your actually be there? Is is Brum really taking me to where he is? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, it's it is the most secure place in the ice court. So why wouldn't he be there? Um, and then the realization kind of hits her of what they're really about to do, and she's alone with mm-hmm. Brum who is by all means one of the deadliest men. Yeah. She's been playing it like a game, like trying mm-hmm. just to do her part. But now that she can see the finish line, she's mm-hmm. like, this man has killed more of me and my people than anyone else in history. Mm-hmm. Probably combined. Yeah. And I'm alone with him right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this, this, this wasn't really part of the plan. Yeah. I was supposed to try and get Bohiel Bayer's location. I was not supposed to end up to be there myself. Um, 
Um, and so she's thinking that Cass had promised her um, that he would get her off mm-hmm. the island, but he broke his first promise. Um, with his <laughs> Cass is not inspiring confidence tonight no. with his performance. Um, and so she's like, well, maybe I am going to be stuck here. Um, and so they're going through, and of course, because it's Brum, the soldiers and guards just let he and Nina pass. Um, and Brum has a chain on his neck that has a little circular disc. Yeah. Um, like a locket. It's, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a monogrammed with a B for Brum. I don't know why you, I thought you were going to say for bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He takes out his bitch locket and puts it <laughs> into the <laughs> this little tiny, like barely noticeable. <laughs> I'm really trying to move forward. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I saw this lock. It's a monogram of a It's true. Because he has one. For Brom, it's I know it is. I know it is. But um, I saw this lock that they're describing, kind of like the first-gen iPods, mm. where it's like a little, like, you barely notice a circle, and then he has the middle piece, and it just, bloop, and, like, slots it. It's really advanced. I kind of thought of it as, like, the Prince's Diaries locket necklace. <laughs> oh, that's And nice. the diary. Yeah. That's kind of what I imagined. So, anyway, <laughs> um, Brum has a... Uh, his his monogram's necklace um, that is actually a it's it's a little circle mm-hmm. um, and the disc uh, the little circle of the necklace fits into an almost invisible spot in the door so it's a lock and only he has the key um, mm-hmm. and so he turns it Nina's thinking this would be a challenge even for Kaz Brecker. She's like, we really in it now. <laughs> um, and so she's nervous because, again, the realization had hit her. But now she's alone with him, it, with Brum, in this mm-hmm. place that only he has a key to that Kaz might not even be able to unlock. And nobody knows this is where the actual mark is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, in this space, it's bright, it's cold, it's bare. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's like where she was, where she saw the it's, Grisha prisoners. It's like sterile. Um, there's no gas lights, no candles, because that way, like, Squalors and Inferni could use that with their power. So mm-hmm. it's, I think sterile is the best way to describe it. Um, and Nina asks him where they are, and he tells her that they're in the old treasury, um, and that it was converted into a lab. And so Scary. she... Her stomach, like, drops. Because she thought, oh, they're just holding them prisoner, but they have been running tests on Grisha this entire time. Yeah. Um, and she asks him questions, and he says, huh, you're, you know, you're quite inquisitive for someone who kind of should know their place a yeah, little bit. kind of. Um, ick. Ick, ick, ick. Um, and so he goes on to explain that the treasury um, was already secure. And so because it was already secure, it was a great spot to have mm-hmm. this lab. Um, and so they, uh, he kind of leads her down the hall. And they see Grisha cells, again, Oof. sterile, just have a drain this, in them. Yeah, nothing for them to manipulate. 
Um, and she looks in one and sees a boy in a blue kefta. So he's, um, uh, what are they called? Um, material? No. Uh, Corporal? Corporal key. Material key. It's a summoner, but I can't think. Ethereal key. Yes, there we go. Ethereal key. So Ethereal key, don't know what he summons, but he is, um, like, pale. He's, like, strung out. Mm Mm-hmm. You can tell. Uh, he, his, it says that his eyes were hollow, and so she's thinking that it looked like Nestor, the Grisha that they had come across on their journey Mm -hmm. before he died. So obviously this Grisha's on Perem. Yeah. Um... And Nina kind of tells Brum that, oh, like, for Grisha, you know, he doesn't look super menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brum comes up behind her, like, very close to her, um, and says, oh, he is. But in the book, it's described, like, he's right behind her and, like, brushes up against her ear. Like, which, if we remember, Nina's 17. Yeah. And this man, <laughs> this man is, like, I didn't remember. <laughs> I can't forget. Uh, oh. Well, because her actress has turned 30 very recently. Happy birthday, Happy Danielle birthday, Galligan. Happy Oh. I know. Dude. So she's 17. It's horrible anyway. And, and he's, remember he, like, he's like 40 in something. In his 40s. Oh. And. Ew. So, so disgusting. Dis- disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, so he's just gross and he's like right behind her, which <laughs> personal space. I don't know. Honestly, these books are just making me realize how much I hate people yes. encroaching in my space. Yes. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh Nina leans into him because she's trying she to, to play up like who she is um and she asks to see more and so he gets a little impatient um and takes her to the next cell um and knocks on the window because the girl in the cell the grisha in the cell is just kind of lying down not doing anything and Mm -hmm. he tells the grisha to look alive um because he could push this button um and that would really give nina a show and Nina mm-hmm. asked him what it does, but um, she, knows. she knows, and it doses them with Perem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, oh, that's okay. And he's like, well, I thought you wanted to see a Grisha use, her, use their powers. Um, and she says, it doesn't look like that much fun trying to play it off. Uh, oh, my gosh, excuse me. And asks if there are more Grisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that there are almost 30 Um captive Grisha that they Which have. Which is like, what? And she's heartbroken because she lived through the Rabkin Civil War where most mm-hmm. Grisha were killed or went into hiding, so there's not a lot in the Second Army. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, she asks him if all of them are in as bad a state as the ones that she saw. And he says, no, not all of them. Some of them take the doses better and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Really, he's just seeing them as like, Tests. Yeah, he sees mm-hmm. them as test subjects, not people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also realizes that they had not come across a single guard in this space that is again, only one that has the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also is thinking, well, maybe 
thinking through how she can get them out of there and also still get Bo Yul Bayer and kind of has a plan in her hand. And She's like, a plan I'll in her head. Him. Yeah. That shouldn't be too hard. She's thinking, I can kill him. I can do that. Like, it, it should be easy. I, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells Brum that, oh, let's go find a quiet corner and blah, 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 blah. And so he leads her <laughs> down a hallway. Um... <laughs> and he opens a door and holds it open for her and says, it should do, it'll be private. Um, and she walks in the room and notices that it's just bare. Um, and it's it's a cell. And she turns around when she realizes where she is and Brum closes the door. Yes. And he tells her, Ugh, quote, Ugh. I may have exaggerated the charm, but there's plenty of privacy. Nina. And she's like, oh no. So he knew who she was. Um, he has, he says they have records of every single rap in Grisha. And he memorizes every single one. Even if they might be dead. So he, he knows who she is and thinks that she was just too proud um, to think that anything, that he wouldn't know who she is. Um, and so she lifts up her hands to use her powers to kill him. And he kind of taunts her saying, go ahead. Like, do it. But I'll push this button before you even, before I hit the ground. And so the button mm-hmm. would, would. Would um, dose her with Parim. Mm-hmm. And so she stops. Um, and uh, she's thinking, I'm not going to beg. But she knows that she would if it came down to it. Uh, and. Like, Brem is taunting her about, like, torture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells her, no. This, this it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, there's someone else who owes you more vengeance. And, <laughs> and when this, this happened, when I read this, I skipped forward a couple pages. I was like, no, there's no way. There's I, no way. I, oh my gosh. I texted, you hadn't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted my friend Kat and I was like, there's no way. Um, mm-hmm. Because he tells her that there's someone else who owes her vengeance more and Matthias comes in view Ugh. of the little window of the cell. And I was like, there's no way. But he there's didn't no shoot way. Kaz. No it's like way. he didn't he didn't shoot Kaz. He's one of them. There's but no then way. but then you're thinking, oh but he's uh, so his mad at monologue her. and his history he's back home. and his mental dissonance. Oh my god. And it's gosh. like, oh no, it's so easy to fall into old habits and to go back to what is known mm-hmm. rather than what you know is better for you. It just <sighs> I was like, no. There's no way. And so she sees Matthias, mm. and she just says, like, barely gets it out into words that you can hear, like, barely a whisper. She just asks how. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthias tells, asks her if, if she really thought that he was with them. Like, why would he turn against his nation, his home? Um, you know, as a Rabkin, she doesn't have any loyalty to her country, but he does. Um Mm-hmm. And uh, she calls his name, um, and he slams his hand against the door and tells her, don't speak my name. Um, mm-hmm. And then he smiles at her. And it's like a mean Menacing smile. smile. Like, no mirth. Uh, and then he... <laughs> so she's in a cell. He's outside. And presumably, he's the reason that she's there. Mm-hmm. Um and she thinks that he betrayed them, which he might have. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells her, quote, 
Welcome to the ice court, Mina Zenik. Now our debt is paid. And it's 11 o'clock. And the bells for the Black Protocol are going off. And that is And I'm going off. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no way. I think I remember being, like, traveling no, you texted work, me. Yeah. And I was, like, <laughs> in <laughs> bed, in my hotel room, like, oh, no. It wasn't, I wasn't in a hotel room. I took a bath at a hotel, which I very rarely do. Because a lot of hotels have anti-self-harm drains where you can't plug them to take a bath. And so I got a, a washcloth and I held it down with my heel and took a bath. And I read this whole book like in the bath in a hotel in Oklahoma City. I was like, oh just like gosh. zooming through it. Um, reading this again, I forgot Ugh. how, on, like, I know what happens. I've I read know. all the books, but I was just so on edge again. I was still like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so chapter 35 is in Matthias's point of view. Because and of course it is. And it's at 11 bells, so what just happened is happening. Which I'm I'm so thankful that she put it in Matthias's point yes. of view and not someone else's. I swear, I, would have I did not know what out. I would have lost my mind. Um, and so right now Matthias is having a conversation with Brum. And <laughs> Brum tells Matthias that, oh, she's so pretty. Like, you're really strong uh, not to be... Not to fall he's under talking, her spell. Yeah, he's like, wow, he's she talking, totally could have seduced you. He's talking about a 17-year-old, and this man is 40. Yes, and Matthias, who's 18, is like, she is pretty, but she's more than just pretty in his thoughts. And so it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because is it his internal thought is thinking like, oh, I, I did fall under her spell, but it's not just because she was pretty. Yes, and so it's like, are you still? Are you, are you not? Do you? Are you? Uh, and so Matthias starts asking him about the alarm. Um, and now Brem is cocky. Like, now yeah. that he's not, like, pretending for Nina anymore, he's like, ah, we got, got her. it. We got it. It's and, her, it's her Rapkin friends. Yeah, and he tells Don't Matthias not to worry that his men got it. Um. And then he... He's so eager. He's like, we could dose her right now. Mm-hmm. He's he like, do you to want watch. to? Do you want to? Um, and Matthias asks, well, won't she be a threat? And uh, we find out that Brum... Well, the Druskella have not that only... That Bayer, being controlled by the Druskella, have figured out a way yeah. to aerosolize Perim and mm-hmm. combine it with a sedative. Well, I don't know if... I don't think Boyol Bayer did it because it says that they combined Jurta with a sedative. Yeah, but he, I think it's implied because he's the one who did it. But I think it's like they extolled him to do that research for them. Potentially. To make that happen. I don't know if I believe that, but sure. Because I don't know that I believe they're smart enough to do it on their own. That's true. Because everything in the ice court has been is, done by Is fabricator yeah. made. Um, so the it's not only Perim. Um, there's a sedative in there that makes them... Um, more biddable yes basically um i can't think of the word i want to use words are really hard um and matthias is still kind of asking him about it um wondering wait how many times have you have you done this because really well practiced at this because there's no way that you you could have known about parem for super long how long has this Mm-hmm. This prison, this lab, been here, and Brum tells him that it is 
been there for 15 years. He's literally like, oh, for so long. Mm-hmm. But you'll love it. Mm-hmm. And so Matthias also asks him um, if they have the scientist, and uh, Brum tells him that the scientist is in his lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and so presumably they have Bolio Bayer and that he is alive. Um, and they've had this plan for a long time. And Matthias is super confused. Oh, He's this. like, why... 15 years ago, like, Perem didn't exist then. Why Why has this been built for mm-hmm. so long? And Brem tells him that they needed somewhere to put the Grisha after their trials. And mm-hmm. Matthias, ever patriotic, <laughs> is so confused because he thought that mm-hmm. right after Grisha were found guilty that they were, they were put killed. to death. This is so like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where Kurt Russell's like, I loved your mom. It broke my heart to put that tumor in her head because mm-hmm. she died of cancer. Yeah. And then um, Peter Quill's like, what? Mm -hmm. Because he just thought it was natural. And Brum tells him that, well, um, they do die. They they do die. But this is just a longer wait uh, to death. And so Matthias realizes that they've been testing testing on the Grisha, that they've just been using them as an expendable resource. Um, as weapons. And Matthias is going through it right now because he's he kind of he's kind of realized that what he has mm-hmm. learned throughout his life is not the best, and that maybe there are some flaws in it because he has mm-hmm. seen that Grisha are good people. Um, but, but Grisha he, are people. Full stop. Yeah. Um, but hearing his mentor admit that they have been torturing Grisha, yes, um, and that. Everything that he had told him was a lie because he fully thought they went to trial. The trial was fair. Yeah. They were all found guilty mm-hmm. and then killed. And, and that's because, not what's been happening. Uh, and because Matthias had been told that all Grisha just needed to be um, eradicated, that they just mm-hmm. needed to not exist, that they shouldn't exist in the first place. And so he can't believe that they're doing these tests to try to make them stronger Abram tells them, well, they're not humans. They're, they are something that we can use. They're an army that will follow what we tell them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, and this, I want to go back to something on the previous page as well, is that they're kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I thought you were dead. I thought mm-hmm. I'd never get to see you again. Because despite oh, yeah. everything, Brum really does care for Matthias mm-hmm. like a son. And so he's like, I barely recognized you. And he was like, yeah, I had to let Nina change how I look mm-hmm. because she was, you know, controlling me for this operation. Because she then, had to trust me. Yeah. And then Brum literally recoils and is, like, disgusted that Nina tailored him. Mm-hmm. And then Matthias thinks to himself, and this is a quote from the book, somehow seeing that response, i.e. revulsion, and someone else made Matthias ashamed of the way he'd reacted to Nina. So it's, he's kind of put these pieces of the puzzle together in his mind that mm-hmm. maybe what I know is not all right. Yes. And hearing... He's gotten out and seen more of the world uh-huh. and experienced more things. And so now that he's back home, he's seeing everything with a new perspective. It's like a homeschool kid going to college in the city. It's true. I called him a homeschooler. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's literally what it's is happening. True. <laughs> um... And so he's really coming to the realization that it's not what he thought it was, that the people he considered his family, his yeah. brothers, um, 
are not yeah. who he thought they were. And Brum is kind of condescending. He's kind of like, oh, you'll learn to enjoy this as much as I do, but your faith is just so pure. Mm-hmm. You are just such a good Driskela, such a good Fearden. I missed you. You have such a great viewpoint. But wait until you see what we've done here. You're going to love it. And what they've done is torture human beings and make them addicted to Parem. Uh-huh. Um, and then Matthias kind of tries to talk to Brum, saying, well, mm-hmm. Nina spent a year trying to get my, trying to get me free, encouraged, like, maybe they're not all bad. Uh, and Brum comes back saying that they might be capable mm-hmm. of kindness, but it's not their nature to be kind and that they're not actually human and that they'll, they'll turn against you like she did. Yeah. He's like, you know, a dog can give you a kiss, but it can also tear your throat out. Yeah. And so Matthias is still just thinking of Nina terrified in the cell. Um, cause he left her thinking that he turned against them. Mm -hmm. Um, and he also is thinking that for the past year, he's really wanted her to... Like, to see her in mm-hmm. chains like she did to him. But that it's it's not actually what he wanted and that he felt sad and felt bad about seeing her in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then Matthias asks some more questions about the scientists because at this point, Brum trusts Matthias fully. Yeah, he's and, like, oh, I missed you, son. Let's pick up where we left yeah. off. And Matthias, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. He's, he's learned from these crows. Um, and so he's asking about the scientist. And, and Nina, master actress. Yeah. And Brum tells Matthias that um, the scientist they have is still grieving his father. Which <laughs> Matthias is like, weird. <laughs> That's so weird. That's... What's an old man have to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he finds that he is... In the treasury because it is the safest place on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has his own lab. Um, and that uh, it's safe. He, Brum knows it's safe because he has the master key. His little locket with, mm-hmm. with the bitch locket. <laughs> his little bitch locket opens everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, bitch locket. Bitch locket. Um, <laughs> the, is the master key and that that is what is the only key that opens the lab that presumably Bo Yulbeyer is in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, Brum tells Matthias not to worry about the slave charge that he has on him, um, that they will reinstate it, that they will um, get Nina to sign a recampment statement. He will be a Druskela again. Uh, and mm-hmm. Matthias is thinking that he had worn that uniform with such pride that he was so proud to finally become a Druskela, to be part of the Brotherhood, to fight for his country, what he thought was right, and feel mm-hmm. shame about it. But also feel shame about betraying his country. Yeah. Um, or potentially betraying his country. Yeah. And so, uh, he... Looks at Brum, um, and is... He's very genuine in this moment with mm-hmm. him. He's, like, knows that Brum is like a second father to him, that Brum was there when he lost his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of finally comes to the conclusion that the cause that they had fought for, that he had fought for as a Druskela is wrong, mm-hmm. and that what they do is not right, because mm-hmm. Matthias, again, is a decent person, mm-hmm. and that what they have done is not, it's not good. Okay. It's not good. 
And um, he finally also realizes that Nina didn't wrong him, that she was just trying to protect her people mm-hmm. like he was. Um, yeah. But she tried everything to make sure that... To fix it. To fix what she had done. Um, and that she had shown him that she is good, that she is decent, that she is honorable. That she's a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's thinking, if I ignore that, if I ignore the human parts of Nina, if I ignore the good, everything good that I see, I see in her, if mm-hmm. he ignores that, then he's the monster. Yeah, then how can he call himself right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells Brum they're facing each other, and in all earnesty, Matthias is telling him that he taught him so much. He's, like, thankful for him. Mm-hmm. And that he taught him honor, and that he taught him strength. Um, and that, uh, you know, everything that he has is because of him, really. Yeah. And Brum tells him that they're going to build a great future. And Brum hugs Matthias, and Matthias hugs Brum back. And then slowly transforms the hug into a chokehold and knocks him out. Uh-huh. And so Matthias still wasn't quite sure what mm-hmm. he was going to do, but having this confirmation that everything he did and everything he thought he stood for was a lie, um, he knows who he has to what he has to do. Yep. And so um again he gave Brahma a hug and chokehold passes out. Um and he Matthias finally acknowledges that he, although he's been um, uh, titled a traitor in the past, he's he's finally he's actually he's a like, true traitor because I'm he, really in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we flash back again. I love the way she does flashbacks because it's so organic, it's so seamless. Yeah. Um, and so back in the ballroom when Nina had seen Matthias and Kaz. Um, they were in Druskella uniform, and they saw Nina enter, but then Matthias saw Brum and realized that Brum was following Nina. Mm-hmm. And so he tells Kaz that Brum knows, He's and like, that oh, they have to help her. He wouldn't be doing her. that. He's on to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kaz is like, you better be smart about this. Yeah. He's like, you can get your girl and get us Boyo Boyer at the same time. But really, you better get Boyo Boyer. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Uh, and then uh, Matthias just agrees and goes immediately to help Nina. And Kaz mm-hmm. is just like, uh, he's just so decent. Like, he's too decent of a person. <laughs> yep, he's like predictable. And so Matthias went up to Brum and says, Sir. And Brum kind of shrugs him off because he yep. thinks he's just another Druskella. Um, but Matthias says it again. And Brum looks at him and realizes that um, he who it was that it was Matthias because mm-hmm. Brum also thought Matthias was dead. Yeah. Um, and so Matthias, uh, once he realizes that it is Matthias, Brum is happy to see him. Cause again, he thought of him as a son. He really did. Um, and Matthias starts to tell him of a plan and that there's Grisha there who are going to assassinate a prisoner. Yes. And he tells him like the bare truth He's of like, the plan. They're extorting me with a pardon for my slave charges. Yeah. Which not untrue. Inac- the best lies are half truths. Yes. Um, and so he's telling him all about this, but he knows it's just to save Nina, that this is the only way that he can save Nina is mm-hmm. to go up to Brum. Um, and so he's telling Brum of this plan. 
um, but doesn't tell them every doesn't tell him everything. Um, and again, um, he realizes that Brum enjoyed the harsh things. Yeah. Like Matthias did those things because he had to. He thought it was for the good of but his country. He took no pleasure in it. Mm-hmm. Like to him, being Gruskele was almost like penance. Yeah. Like, it's my job to take on these hard things for the yeah. people of my country who aren't able to. It's my job to feel bad about the things I'm doing so I can save people like my parents who were killed. Yeah. That's how he saw it. And Brem likes it. Yeah. It's what he wakes up for and looks forward to. He is the commander um, and hunts Grisha because it's a sport for him. Mm-hmm. Because he excels at it. It mm-hmm. brings him joy. And that's where the quote from this episode came from is Matthias realizing that the things that were so difficult for him because he has morals mm-hmm. were not difficult for Brum. Um, and so back to where they are now. So that's how, how they got to the point where they are. And so where they are now, Matthias takes the key um, from Brum's neck and kind of props him up against a wall. And before he leaves, he does put his forehead against Brum, mm-hmm. kind of thanking him um, a little bit uh, and tells him, quote, the life you live, the hate you feel, it's poison. I can drink it no longer. I cannot wait for the delivery of this line. I know. I can almost hear it in his voice. I know. Reading it. I know. Like, Any uh, quote, I will say, I we all know. Nina and Matthias are my faves. Yes. But in the show... The shipwreck scene and any scene mm-hmm. with them that had direct quotes from the book were top tier. Like if you if you such put, good moment. If you literally took the book and threw it onto a screen, that's it. That's what it would be. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this. I know. I can I can literally almost hear him delivering mm-hmm. this line. I can't wait. It's gonna hurt so good. I know. Ugh. Um. And so Matthias puts Brum in a cell, and. and Hurries, hurries, goes back to find Nina. He takes Um, the bitch locket. Takes the bitch. And now the B stands for badass. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also this last sentence in the book. He goes towards Nina, towards something more. Uh, And that's the end of chapter 35. And it's so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Because we were so, like, you read this and you're you need, so... You read Nina's chapter and you're like, no! You're so worried that he did betray them, that it's not good, but he's going back for her. Just, uh, I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you, baby. It's I'm true. I'm back. <laughs> it's so good. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. This... I mean, we started a podcast because of it, so we're obviously invested in these characters' yes. lives, but this is the most emotional attachment Just, I think I've ever uh, had to any character. They're so good. Really? Maybe not. I've had a few. Actually, maybe not. I'm trying I was, to think of ones I had, like, in middle school and high school. Some books I read in high you school, know? I was, I mean, I was grounded from reading in high school because I read too much. Literally same. My parents were once, like... We don't even know how to punish you because yeah. it's not like we can say, don't read. Literally. <laughs> like, and my mom was like, go outside, go hang out with friends. Like, literally, my mom was like, look up yeah. every now and then. Go touch yes. grass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I do. Like, I play sports. Yes. I work. Yeah. I'm, I'm in organizations at school. So I also be reading. That tells you all you need to know about us. Truly, that we're though. Grounded for Truly. <laughs> 
But anyway, if y'all have questions, comments, concerns for us, please send us an email at two mournerspod at gmail.com to spell out T-W-O. And follow us on Instagram, Instagram. at two mournerspod as well. We post every week. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun content, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully y'all enjoy it. <laughs> We're enjoying posting it. Yeah. So. And maybe maybe if you are grounded from reading, you can listen to exactly. our Exactly. There you go. Get yeah. you a workaround. Workaround. Because we, we didn't have this when we were in high school because we no. were ancient. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. So, anyway. Thank y'all for joining. And as always, happy, happy high scene! scene!